Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It is a Monday and a lot to talk about live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, plenty of both, J-Mac. De'Aaron Fox coming out party. He's been a very good player for years, but... We don't talk about guys who are great in the regular season. You make your legacy in the postseason. Wow. You think the Warriors are in trouble? I do, Colin. But it's tough for me to focus on the NBA playoffs with the NFL draft a few days away. The chaos already starting this morning. Oof. <laughs> so let's start this. I do feel like I'm watching the Western Conference Finals with the Kings and the Dubs. Two highly skilled teams. Both have enforcers. Both have superstar point guards. Both have veteran coaches. Uh, It's a a heavyweight fight. It makes all the other teams feel a little slow and all the other series look a little unskilled. Milwaukee's old and athletic. The Celtics are good. Are they special? Knicks are doing it with defense. You know, the Lakers are crossing their fingers that LeBron and AD will stay healthy. Uh, Kings dubs is different. It, it feels like the Western Conference Finals. A couple of years ago in the NFL, AFC specifically, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and, and Josh Allen played. It was just a divisional round game. They had a combined seven touchdowns, no interceptions, threw for 700 yards, led their respective teams in rushing. It was one for the ages. And this feels similar, where you got your Steph Curry and your Mahomes, who's got a trophy or two, right? And then you got this understudy, who just is a jaw-dropping talent, De'Aaron Fox and Josh Allen. And again, De'Aaron, a lot of guys in this league are great on a Tuesday in the regular season in Orlando. You make your mark 
in the postseason. And the Warriors threw Draymond Green at De'Aaron Fox. It slowed him down just enough to win. But being in Sacramento, the combination of it's a very small market and it's on the West Coast, you get lost very easily. This is a coming out party, and De'Aaron Fox is special. The loser in this is going to be the NBA fans because one of these teams is going home in a week. I went and looked at the box score this morning. Both teams shot over 47%. Both teams shot at least 40% from three-point land. Both were brilliant at the line. Both had 44 rebounds. The assists, the fast break points, the points in the paint, all even. It's an absolute coin flip. I feel like I'm watching the dynastic warriors and the baby warriors. I feel like Sacramento can Golden State win one game on the road. And I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can. I feel like it's going to go seven. The advantage the Warriors have, Sacramento, and I've seen this a lot in my life, could get a little tight. Warriors have been there before. But uh, that thing yesterday is an absolute coin flip. It's the Western Conference Finals. It's the Bills, Chiefs in the divisional round. What a bummer. Both these teams can't keep playing another seven games after this seven games because you feel that's how long it will go. Here's Steve Kerr after. These games are uh, coming down to the, to the wire, and um, you just got to, you know, m- m- really finish possessions and, and try to give yourself the best chance. And then sometimes it's just, does the ball go in or not? Uh, that's what it came down to yesterday. Does the ball go in or not? All right, let's talk Lakers uh, and Grizzlies. Memphis right now looks like a really noisy fraud. They play chippy, they chirp, they hit you in the junk, and they trailed 35-9 at one point against the Lakers. 35-9. to I feel like they're a mile from the title. Sacramento's young, but they feel like one good player away. Memphis is young, and they feel like two star players away. Um, the Lakers' maturity is on display. They're playing focused, mature basketball. They look like the two seed, and Memphis, the two seed, looks undisciplined. You know what happens is teams end up taking the personality of their star and the Lakers with LeBron look workmanlike. And with John, the Grizzlies, they look erratic and undisciplined. Sorry, but LeBron's not taking the bait. It's kind of embarrassing that that's Memphis's fastball. Dylan Brooks trying to get LeBron to take the bait. LeBron's been in this league so long. His rookie year, the number one song was In the Club by 50 Cent. You're trying to rattle that guy? Yeah, he's been around a while. I don't know if you've heard. LeBron's the all-time leading scorer. He's played 2,000 more minutes than any player in league history. He's got four rings. When LeBron broke into the league, Apple hadn't even started working on the iPhone. And this is your JV game plan. To have Dylan Brooks get LeBron James all worked up. You can do that with a lot of guys in this league. (laughs) Not going to do that with LeBron James you got to have a better game plan than that. And again, young teams sometimes erode. Cleveland's getting pushed around a little bit like by the Knicks. Surprising, but it happens. Sacramento is in a dogfight against an older veteran team. It happens. Memphis is wilting in front of our eyes. Yes, John Morant's a dynamic, 
high-flying vertical star, but he's been erratic, and the team feels erratic all season long. Here's all you need to know about Memphis. When they were underdogs, when they were a road dog, they went 0 for 15. 11 of the 15 times they were a road dog, they lost by double digits. Memphis is the loudest guy in the bar. He's never the smartest or the toughest. He just wants you to think he is. This team doesn't have any fight. This team has to compensate for its lack of ability and scoring and expertise and skill, which Sacramento has tons of, by being loud and chippy. You're trying to get LeBron to go for the bait? (laughs) One of the smartest guys that's ever played it. Here's LeBron after another convincing win. This is not my first rodeo. I've I've had this throughout my career with, you know, certain individuals, you know, it's easy. It's very easy if you want to. We won tonight. Let me not start. I don't want to start this. It's a lot to, let me just, we won. You had a hell of a game, my boy. Yes, yes, you had a hell of a game. I'm not going to do this. (laughs) Uh, Nor should he. Again, I do think uh, you tend to, become your star player and you know Steph Curry can be a little wild at times but he's flashy skilled and fun that's what the Warriors are De'Aaron Fox young but very very mature uh plays fast but under control so do the Kings uh LeBron James workmanlike focused no nonsense show up deliver go home to his family It's exactly what the Lakers look like. And the Grizzlies, John Morant's a wildly gifted vertical talent, but he can be personally and his game a little erratic, and that's what the Memphis Grizzlies are. It's not about having a star in the NBA. It's about what star do you have. The Spurs with Tim Duncan, again, mature, workmanlike. Miami teams in a flashy city with D. Wade, workmanlike, played real defense, uh, strategically, Bit by bit, tore you apart. Uh, I, I'm just watching the Lakers and the Grizzlies here, and I and I feel like LeBron is just like rolling his eyes at this stuff. You got to have a better game plan against the senior staten, statesman in the NBA than let's get in LeBron's head. That ain't it, man. That is not going to work with LeBron James or a Michael Jordan at the end or a Kareem at the end. I don't know if it ever would have worked at LeBron, but the time he got to Miami – He lost to the Mavs. He came back that next year. He's kind of been a different player. Totally confident, totally focused, all about rings. Uh, But it's it's nice to watch. These playoffs have not delivered a lot of surprises. Sands the Knicks. That one's been a bit of a surprise. But I think you're seeing what a lot of us expected to see. Very rarely do people, J-Mac and I were two of them, like the seven seed over the two seed. And I think this thing has basically played out as we thought. Memphis is young and chippy and chirpy, what you said all year long, but the guy that does that at the bar doesn't have much to, to bring beyond that. He's overcompensating. And I just don't think the Grizzlies have enough baskets. I don't. Um, oh, oh, LeBron was asked, do we have this bite? LeBron was asked if he wants to send a message to Memphis. I didn't make it me. What type of statement I made? Nah, I've been doing this too long. I don't, I'm, I'm making no statements. Uh, you know, we had an opportunity to come home and um, play well on our home floor, and we did that. 
you know, so um, no statement was made. You know, we just uh, wanted to play well and we got to got to win and we want to try to do that in game four as well. But I don't, I, don't need, I don't need to make statements. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1 and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. It is a shame when J-Mac has to criticize Chris Paul. He heard him and delivered. <laughs> Booker, KD, and Chris Paul look great. But the story of this series, because we both kind of thought the Suns would roll on this, although game one, they played very physical, did the Clippers. But then by game three and four, back to L.A., guess who's not available? Kawhi Leonard. Every crisis in every business eventually has a tipping point, and the Clippers have met theirs. We are year four of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'd love to keep Paul George because I think he plays when he can. He's verbal. He talks to coaches. But Kawhi Leonard is 32. He's not going to become verbal and engaging and a great communicator and healthy. It's time to move off Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers do so many things right. They've got a great head coach, 
excellent executives. I love their owner. He's one of the richest in the league. They're building a new arena. But in two seasons, Kawhi Leonard has played 27 home games. Folks, after a while, if you're getting the understudy on Broadway three or four nights, the understudy becomes the star, not the star. He's just not available. He's odd. He's not verbal. He doesn't communicate, I've been told, with coaches or players. This is who he is. And Los Angeles is a very distracted market. It's like a Chicago or a New York with better weather. People move on to the beach or the Dodgers or the L.A. Kings or USC football. Uh, or the Lakers in the same building, or the Rams, or the Chargers. People move on here and in big cities very quickly. There is no, I mean, they call it the Clipper curse. They don't have any equity in the market. They've almost always been bad. So here they finally get everything right, and Kawhi Leonard's not available. So Phoenix, KD was good. Devin Booker was good. Chris Paul's old, but he was pretty good. And they rolled and have seized control of the series. Uh, Last week, we had Kevin O'Connor on the ringer on. And, you know, he has to cover this league and be in locker room. So it's not easy to say. But right now, the Kawhi experiment, it feels like a really bad investment. And Steve Steve Ballmer, owner of the Clippers, doesn't get taken to the cleaners very often. But for what he's paid and what he's invested, this is now a bad investment. 27 home games in two years. Here's Kevin O'Connor. If you're the Clippers and Steve Ballmer here, you get an arena opening up in 2024, a whole rebranding. You know, it's going to be this amazing fan-centric arena. Well, to have fans have a good product to enjoy, the players need to be on the court. And with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, these guys have missed so many games over the years since they moved everything to get those guys to go there. So if you're a Ballmer, I do think, Colin, you have to at least think about what big changes can we make to this franchise to make them an appealing team. So maybe for the Clippers, uh, a rebuild, a step back would be the best move forward if they don't feel like there's a path to championship contention there because those guys will be free agents that summer in 2024. Yeah, I think you got to move off Kawhi for sure. Maybe Paul George, although I would love to keep him because he does communicate when he plays. He's better than people give him credit for. He's great on both ends. He's a good guy. He's invested. But um, I applaud the big swing by the Clippers. Ballmer took a big swing to unseat the Lakers or a big brand, whether it's the Yankees, uh, you know, whatever it is, to unseat a big brand, you got to take a big swing. I mean, Mark Cuban and the Mavericks, they play in the same city as the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They're taking big swings. I applaud it, but don't double down on it. Don't double down on Kyrie. Don't double down on Kawhi. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So there was a a really weird moment at the end of the Warriors game where Steph Curry called a timeout. They didn't have one. It's a blunder. It becomes a big break for Sacramento because it looked like Golden State was going to put it away. Steph rarely gets rattled. But in a season full of obstacles for the Warriors and strangeness, just add another moment. Listen, all the great teams overcome. That's the difference. Kobe and Shaq, Phil Jackson had to overcome their personality conflicts. Dennis Rodman, 98 finals. MJ and Pippen had to go to a hotel room in Vegas to get him out. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie in Cleveland, last couple of trips to the finals, they weren't getting along. You know, the Warriors fell apart physically a little bit this year. 
Uh, Clay isn't the player he used to be. You got Steph's blunder. You've got the punch. You got Draymond Green being, uh, you know, ejected and Draymond Green suspended for a game. This is what great teams do. They overcome. If you look at the Warriors championship, uh, most of the time they've overcome it. But a few years ago, like 2018, 2019 against Toronto, four of the starters got hurt. They couldn't overcome that. Uh, There was one year. Uh, everybody got hurt. Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt for LeBron in the finals. Matthew Dellavedova, LeBron. They couldn't overcome that. I don't know if they can overcome Sacramento, but I feel like this is what they did last year in the finals. They were down 2-1. to one. They go to Boston. If you remember, Robert Williams had basically taken the rim away, and I, I had picked Golden State to win, but after three games, I said, I think I made a mistake. And then game four, I think Steph Curry dropped like – 43, 44, something like that points. They seized control. They made adjustments. And I think they have to do that. I'm not sure if they're they're playing themselves. It looks like Golden State's playing a younger version of themselves. Uh, Sabonis is Draymond Green and Looney combined. You know, De'Aaron Fox is Steph. Harrison Barnes is Clay Thompson. Uh, I mean, they just have all the elements Sacramento does of a championship team. This is another element. In fact, if you go back and look at the Warriors in this dynasty, it's only been easy once. The first year with KD, remember they swept the Blazers, they swept uh, the Jazz. I mean, went 16 and one. They lost one game in the finals. That was the easy year. By the second year with KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond, it wasn't easy. They were battling, fell behind in a series. So uh, I kind of just think the Steph moment, um, you know, it, a little bit of a brain fart. It happens here with Steph after. I knew we I, I knew we challenged, but I didn't realize when we lost the challenge that we didn't have any timeouts left. Um, I know Coach mentioned um, he took the blame for it. As I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was the smartest play in the world. <laughs> Turned out not to be. I looked over at the bench and everybody was shaking their head. <clears throat> so it was an unfortunate situation in that respect, but good learning lesson. You know, as I watched the Warriors-Kings, the thing that really jumped out to me is, you know, John Wall had a lot of regular season games, and he was really, really great, but nobody talks about John Wall. He never did anything in the playoffs. Is that De'Aaron Fox has had hundreds of great regular season games, and it's pretty cool when you watch a Tyrese Maxey for Philadelphia, uh, who, who, though, is still a bit inconsistent, and you watch a De'Aaron Fox, and I got into this discussion yesterday with somebody, if all these point guards in the NBA – all the point guards in the NBA, who would you take for the next 10 years? And it, to me, would be De'Aaron Fox. I think there's a maturity. Uh, Jalen Brunson isn't nearly as talented as John Morant. But what you're seeing with Jalen Brunson and what you're seeing with De'Aaron Fox is a little bit of Steph Curry. They can play fast. They can play at times a little loose. But the point guard is the quarterback, and you've got to have self-awareness. You can't play on an island. Uh, Jalen Brunson's small but a willing defender. De'Aaron Fox isn't a great defender, but now with Mike Brown, he gives you an effort. Steph Curry, again, never been a great defender, but he gives you effort. Um, The maturity matters a lot. The Lakers are the more mature team. The reason Sacramento hasn't folded for being young, they're very, very mature. Cleveland appears to be not as mature. The Knicks have young players. Jalen Brunson appear to be mature. Uh, This sport has always been two sports. Hockey and football, you have to play hard because there's a level of violence, regulated level of violence. You can just get hurt. 
Uh, in soccer, MLS, there's not that many games, so every game does feel big. But the NBA is a schloid. 82 regular season games. If you go through a couple of playoff series, you're into the hundreds. Guys are dropping seven, 8,000 calories per game. Uh, overnight travel. Uh, the NBA playoffs are a separate sport, and it completely engulfs young players that aren't mature. So what you're seeing with Sacramento and New York, De'Aaron Fox and Brunson, these are like franchise guys, and it's not just their game. They're not the most vertical. It's their ability to understand the moment, play with self-awareness, understand the tempo, set people up, at least give a defensive effort, even though you're probably undersized or not great in Jalen Brunson's case. But I think the stuff's been absolutely fascinating. I don't know if I don't know if Golden State can win a road game. But I said that last year in the finals. I didn't know if they I didn't know if they could beat Boston on the road, and they eventually did. The Warriors have this weird ability that um to just make really smart adjustments. You saw it yesterday. They put Draymond Green on De'Aaron Fox late. Just the kind of adjustment that made life a little more difficult for De'Aaron Fox. Nobody tweaks. You know, it's nobody tweaks as well as the Warriors in this sport. And they just did a couple of defensive tweaks. And that's what it took. They overcame the Steph blunder. That's what it took. Draymond on De'Aaron Fox. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Aaron. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text 
Text HOPE and Y four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The betting markets are changing a little bit today. Um... As of right now, quarterback Will Levis has moved up as a betting favorite to the number two pick. He's the quarterback out of Kentucky, where initially I defended him, and then he came out with that bicep pick in his bathroom, which I hated. Um, Here's the thing about Will Levis. There are three boxes that he gets an A in, and they're really important boxes. He's got a huge arm. He's got a high IQ, four-point student, great S2 score. Mom went to Yale. Uh, and he's also athletic. He can move around. So those are big boxes. Uh, his delivery is a little weird looking, and his judgment is concerning. A lot of picks, the bathroom selfie, I don't like that stuff. Maybe that's generational. I just sound old. But I think Will Levis is sort of the classic. He is whatever you talk yourself into. A lot of us make purchases, the sports car, the convertible, and you talk yourself into it. He is what you talk yourself into. If you're Indianapolis, you're the Colts. You've had Phillip Rivers, who was old and unathletic, and Matt Ryan, who plays old and is unathletic, and you look at him and you say to yourself, well, we're going to get a better arm and we're going to get an athlete and he's going to be inexpensive. Phillip and Matt Ryan weren't any of those three. You talk yourself into it. Will Levis also, and he deserves credit for this, he played in easily the best college football conference, the SEC. He had no all-SEC guys around him, and yet he won 17 games his last couple of years. It's very Eli Manning, who won a lot of games considering Eli wasn't playing with a lot of pro football players in the SEC. So there's a lot of comps here. I'm not saying he's Eli. He's got a better arm than Eli. He's a better athlete than Eli. Both are smart. Uh, Eli, I think, you know, Eli, for the record, threw a lot of picks in his career. So, and that's, that's not the comp, but, you know, if you're Indianapolis and you squint hard enough and you're Jim Ursay, the owner, when's the last quarterback you loved? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was smart. Andrew Luck was an athlete. Andrew Luck threw some interceptions that drove people crazy. Andrew Luck had a very good arm. There's a, now I'm not saying he's Andrew Luck, but he is whatever you want to make him. 
and you've gone through this thing in Indianapolis where you've had old, expensive, unathletic quarterbacks. And he is got a lot. Will Levis has a lot of Andrew Luck. Brain power, nice arm, can move, uh, and not going to cost you anything for a few years. So I there there's part of that for Indianapolis I totally get. And I think all four of these quarterbacks in the first round um, worry me. They've all got a major issue. I love Bryce Young. He's too small. Anthony Richardson is too raw. C.J. Stroud, bad S2 score, and I don't see the juice. Ohio State quarterbacks, you know, they're throwing to five-star receivers. A lot of pre-designed routes. Uh, and then you got Will Levis, and his judgment is wonky. I talked to an NFL, two NFL executives last week, and they just don't like his judgment. Even when he had time to throw, he made really bad decisions. Some guys, he tends to play. Will Levis does something that I think Drew Locke does this, and it drives – it's it's a real non-starter for me. He plays very casually. you got to protect the football. Like, you can be loose, a little loose like Mahomes, but he plays with urgency. He's not playing backyard seven-on-seven football. Mahomes plays with urgency. So does Aaron Rodgers. They can be a little loose in their style. Aaron's throwing off the back foot, and uh, Mahomes is throwing with his left hand or a sidearm. They can be sort of loose, but they're never casual. Aaron never just chucks it up there. Sometimes Will Levis does that. He's got this sort of, he doesn't understand quite how urgent the moment is, and fewer turnovers in the NFL when like 70% of the games and Drew Locke came out. Drew Locke was a smart kid who had a big arm from the SEC. So I worry about that. But I think you can talk yourself into whatever you want Will Levis to be. And I could see Indianapolis looking at Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan and then looking at the last quarterback they loved, Andrew Luck, and saying, I see a lot of Andrew Luck, smart, arm, mobile, and not expensive for three years. I can see it. He couldn't beat out the quarterback at Penn State. Well, Clifford. Joe Burrow transferred. Well, yeah, Joe Burrow transferred and then won a national championship with, like, the greatest offense well, in the history well, of the sport. it's also LSU. LSU okay. and Kentucky. Well, the, first basketball year, school. the first year at LSU, Burrow was okay. It was, like, what, 16 touchdowns, 14 He picks. was Will Levis. He was okay. And then it's LSU and Jamar Chase. LSU is a football factory. Kentucky's a basketball school. So Will Levis didn't play with nearly as much as Joe Burrow. Do so you think you, – what are the odds uh, you think Ballard trades up to two well, from four to get Will Levis? I think he'll consider it. I'm just telling you, Jim say, what have they had recently? Old, expensive, unathletic. When was the last time they were relevant? Young, athletic, yeah. smart okay. arm. Like, there's a lot of Will Levis that you could talk yourself into if you're Indy. So if you think you need to trade up for him, tell me, why is Houston or Arizona taking him? And what other team out there could trade up to steal Will well, Levis, I, the immortal Will Levis? I me? think both Arizona and Houston have defensive coaches, and they need to rebuild their rosters. So the truth is, I think both would take the phone call in a second. Listen, I was told Houston, Carolina made an offer to Houston and Arizona, and both would have taken it. Carolina wanted, um, was willing to give up DJ Moore so they could choose the quarterback they like. So when Carolina did that, remember this. So when Carolina moved up to one and gave up DJ Moore, because I don't think Houston and Arizona – they could have made the trade without giving up D.J. Moore. The minute they moved to number one, I was told that's when Carolina had to give up D.J. Moore. Why? Was Carolina telling you there's only one quarterback we really like? So that's the concern on Will Levis is that D.J. Moore is an elite vertical NFL receiver and been in this league for years and productive with wonky quarterbacks in Carolina. 
and they were willing to give him up in Carolina, telling you Frank Reich looks, you know, Frank knows quarterback saying, this is the guy I want, Bryce Young. So it doesn't smell to you like Houston is just bluffing the Colts with like, if you play Texas Hold'em, a 2-9 offsuit, one of the weakest hands possible. Right. Hey, you better trade up and come get Will Levis or we're taking him at two. There, I, I see 0% chance. I, I can absolutely see D'Amico Ryan saying, okay, move up, but we won't crush you on draft capital. Let me look at your defensive roster. Because Houston's made a lot of very savvy moves. I think Houston's had a very good offseason. They've gotten a lot of secondary guys that help your team, like a number two back, a number two corner. And I can see D'Amico Ryan saying, hey, we don't want all draft picks here. We don't want right. to be too young. Let's get – go look at the Colts' defensive roster. You okay. give us a defensive piece. Here are their best players going to pro football focus, essentially. DeForest Buckner on the defensive line. They're not giving him up. They're not giving him up. Right. After that, it's a bunch of Shaq Leonard, um, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is not a bad Quiddy corner. Pay, who we haven't really seen. He was a, a pick out of Michigan. Um, honestly, Colin, there's not a lot on his defense at all. This is, well, if you want this a, is a bad Colts team. If you want a quarterback, remember, remember uh, Jim Irsay has flushed a lot of people out. Chris Ballard doesn't have four years here. Chris Ballard, you got to get his quarterback right. You're not winning anything in the AFC without a quarterback. Yeah. If I'm Ballard, I sit there and say, nobody's taking Will Levis. He's falling to us. We got. Remember last week it was C.J. Stroud in Houston, and now all of a sudden it's Will Levis. Like, Houston's playing this pretty well, which is surprising because they've been a disaster of a franchise By the for like way, the last Joel Klatt, college voice for Fox Sports, had uh, some concerns about Will Levis last week when we had him on. Two guys that I think could fall. Will Levis, which we have falling here. Right, and and I don't think he's in the top 16. We don't have him in our 16. I think it's very easy to go through 16 picks and be like, yeah, I don't see Will Levis. Decision-making issues and then just straight turnovers, right? And those can follow you. Remember Jameis Winston? He had a lot of turnovers at Florida State. Those kind of followed him in, into the NFL. Will couldn't beat out Sean Clifford, who's also in this draft, and we're not talking about him. Yeah, that's an interesting point. A lot of people are knocking Will Levis because he couldn't beat out, you know, a non-elite quarterback. But remember, Joe Burrow, think how good Joe Burrow is. Okay, Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback on the planet this morning. Couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins, R.J. Barrett, where I think were the two guys. Now, you could say to yourself, well, J.T. Barrett, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, Nick's J.T. Barrett. Uh, and J.T. Barrett was a very nice college quarterback. I must have watched 30 of his starts. Like, I, I thought he was a great, great, great player. A good player, college player. Dwayne Haskins was this big, big pocket quarterback. But Joe Burrow's the second best quarterback on the planet and couldn't beat him out. Never forget, North Carolina State moved off Russell Wilson for Mike Glennon. Sometimes you have a college coach. They are very close to a recruit's family. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into, I mean, Kyler Murray, uh, Jalen Hurts left Alabama to Oklahoma, and now he was almost an MVP last year. So it's weird when a guy has to, to um, transfer. There's a lot of reasons. Um, you know, Urban Meyer could have just been all in on Dwayne Haskins with his family, and he just didn't feel comfortable saying, hey, Joe, uh, we're going we're gonna to move you in the depth chart. I don't know the situation at Ohio State. I don't follow their backup quarterbacks. But my, my takeaway is just because you transfer doesn't mean you don't have talent. It happens all the time. Coaches move and quarterbacks move. And there's been a lot of quarterbacks over my lifetime that end somewhere, that don't start somewhere. Mike Glennon replaced Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin because his coach said, no, nah, I'm over the running around stuff. I want a pocket guy. That's a mistake. Yeah, so just, that could have been a, that been a mistake by Penn State.
Yeah. For the record, Dwayne Haskins um, kind of thrived 50 touchdown passes once he became the starter and uh, was a first-round pick of the Washington. I'm not – Yeah, but Joe Burrow's the second-best quarterback in the world. Now he is. At the time yeah, – That's another point. Some people are late bloomers physically. Fair. Remember, girls tend to mature early. Like, a girl can be offered a college scholarship at 12, 13 years old, right? Like, they, boys don't. I, had a, I grew seven inches between my junior and senior summer. Like, boys have different growth spurts. Some mature – boys tend to mature later than girls do. So you do see a lot of kids, a lot of young boys at 19, 20, they finally grow up. We see this all the time. Girls mature more fast. They grow up physically faster. Uh, and so – I, I just I don't want to bang on a kid that he has to transfer or is a late bloomer. There's just a lot of those in life and a lot of those in sports. And Will Levis may have just been a little bit of a late bloomer. That's okay. Want more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Here we go. Colin right, Colin wrong, plenty of both. Where Colin was right. John Morant returns for game three. Shocker. They get rolled. I've said before, I know he's a great player, but they've only won one game in the series when John didn't play. The Lakers' best quarters, the third quarter in game one and the first quarter uh, this weekend or Friday, uh, this weekend, Jaw's on the floor. So, you know, my takeaway is they're better defensively, they're better spacing. Uh, there's less gawking and staring at John Morant. Again, I don't doubt his talent. 45 points. He can play downhill. He is fantastic to watch. But the one game he's played, there you go. They've lost. And I I think the franchise feels like jaw, a little erratic. Where Colin was wrong. Um, you know what? I didn't think the Warriors, I thought they were in big trouble without Draymond Green for game three. And it was actually their best game and their best defensive game I was shocked by that so Gary Payton didn't play and Draymond didn't play uh and they put up an outstanding defensive effort that goes to show you when dynasties are backed in a corner and they ask something of their non-stars the culture is so good with the Warriors they overcome and guys play over their skis but that took me by surprise that defensive effort without Gary Payton and Draymond Green where Colin was right. Said this all year. You, you got to move off Kawhi Leonard. This is year four. He's not getting younger. He's not going to suddenly become verbal and engaging. There's a tipping point with every crisis, and I think we reached it. I left the show last week, and I went to Twitter, and it said, Game three, Kawhi won't play. Yeah, it's over. Steve Ballmer saw that. You know he was ticked off. Again, there is not only a talent level you have to have or maintain to be a number one, there's a personality profile. You've got to be dependable. Kawhi Leonard simply isn't. Where Colin was wrong. The real surprise to me in the first round is the Knicks have unraveled the Cavs. They've taken them totally out of their offense. Uh, they're shooting now 43.5%, 44% is Cleveland. They shot 48% for the regular season. The Cavs averaged 112 a game. They have only scored over 100 points once in four games. So the Knicks are pushing around this young team, winning the glass, winning on effort, and Cleveland right now is flailing. Where Colin was right. I never got the C.J. Stroud number one pick thing. I just don't see the juice. Ohio State quarterbacks have a lousy track record. 
What is he great at? He has a good arm, not great. The S2 score is apparently troubling and low. Um, a lot of what Ohio State does is five-star receivers, great O-lines, a lot of protection and predetermined routes. I think he's a first-round quarterback. I think he's worth taking a first-round pick on. But the idea of moving up to get C.J. Stroud or a number one pick, I just do not see it. I don't see the great. I see capable um, I mean, again, go back to Dwayne Haskins' numbers in college. He lit it up. Ohio State, this is not the SEC. Ohio State is so athletically better than everybody they play all year except Michigan. Sometimes it can skew quarterback statistics. Where Colin was wrong. I didn't trust the Sixers this season. I said, situationally, I've got my issues. Brooklyn ran out of gas. But you know what? Tyrese Maxey feels like he's emerged as a more dependable number two. Harden's not going to get to the free throw line as much in the playoffs, but he doled out a bunch of assists in game four, and they can do it with Embiid or not. Um, they are certainly a worthy adversary, a sweep. They didn't stumble, played good at home, played good on the road, played good with Embiid when he's hurt. My wrong. Where Colin was right? Um, USC's Lincoln Riley from 4-8 and eight to 11-3 and three in one year. I've said he's the best offensive head coach in a sport that has pivoted to offense. This weekend, they received a verbal commitment transfer portal, uh, more than a verbal commitment, uh, from the best defensive lineman in the country. Last year, he overhauled the offense. This offseason, he's completely overhauled the defense with NFL prototypes. Lincoln Riley rolling as a head coach. 11 wins. Five straight years. Oklahoma fan, get over it. USC took your coach. You hired a coach not as good. Where Colin was wrong. Pro football talk is on this Aaron Rodgers to the Niners story, and I don't get it. How do they afford him? Uh, he wants to be a one and It sounds like Aaron wants to play one more year. The Niners have Brock Purdy, who gives you a lot of what Aaron Rodgers does in terms of cognitive ability, accurately can complete the football, and he's essentially for free. If you want to keep this roster intact, I don't know how you do it. With a $50 million quarterback, I know Aaron's from the Bay Area, but this story just will not go away, and I don't think it's even remotely feasible. So, But Aaron Rodgers' Niners talk continues on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. As J-Mac well knows, I don't generally like sports movies, but I love sports books. Jeff Benedict, sitting alongside us now, is a New York Times best-selling author uh, of 16 books, TV and film producer, executive producer on the HBO documentary Tiger, who, who he wrote with uh, our friend Arben Katayan. He's got a new book out, LeBron. Um, I just finished it up. There's so um, much depth and reporting here. So let's start with this. Let's go back. Um, you really get a sense of now Tiger was combative when you tried to do the book. Brady was over the top willing to LeBron's takeaway on you writing a book. You know, when you go a, a mile deep on somebody, what's been the reaction? I'm certainly not antagonistic at all. I mean, none of these players at this level have any they don't owe any journalist anything in terms right. of access or cooperation. And I didn't, I never go in expecting um, a player to participate. Um, for a biography of a living person, that typically doesn't happen. Um, but LeBron didn't do anything to obstruct the process, to make it difficult. I mean, it was, from my perspective, it was a pleasure to research and write. So the Air movie just came out. Much of that is the story of Michael Jordan and the shoe deal. So LeBron signs a shoe deal early. His idol was Michael Jordan. Uh, the losers on that were Adidas and Reebok. So we, we, get a, we got a really behind-the-scenes look in the Air movie at, at the pitch by a converse to Michael Jordan's mother uh, and the losers in that. So let's go. What did LeBron do? He chooses Nike. The losers are Reebok and Adidas. What did he say to them? So here's the thing, Colin, that's so great. I love the Air movie. But what's so different in LeBron's case is Sonny Vaccaro did not have a relationship with Michael Jordan uh, before signing him. He built an incredible relationship with LeBron James and Gloria James that started way before LeBron decided to go with Nike. 
Um, I think the Sonny Vaccaro story with LeBron is, it's an incredible, epic American story about, about how they met. I mean, basically, Sonny had guys that were almost like runners that were, they were little scouts who were finding high school kids <laughs> right. because they're funneling them to what was then the, the greatest basketball camp in the country, Sonny's ABCD camp. Yeah. And when LeBron was a freshman, like that year after LeBron's freshman year, one of Sonny's guys, you know, they meet at the Final Four and he brings a VHS tape, like a video cassette, to show Sonny this kid that he's found in Akron named LeBron James. And so all the guys in the suite are standing around the TV watching this videotape and Sonny comes in and, and sees these guys. And is like, what are you guys looking at? And they go, you know, one of the guys says, this kid, you know, LeBron James, he's going to be like the next Jason Kidd or whatever. And Sonny's like, yeah, right. You know, he comes over, he's squinting and looking at the guy, looking at LeBron. And finally he's like, he can't see anything. He looks like a peanut. And it's just because it was shot so poorly, you know. And they're like, you got to invite him to your camp. And Sonny's like, I can't invite him to my camp. He's a ninth grader. He's a freshman. Within two years, LeBron gets basically what amounts to a private audition in the Bay Area. He flies out there to play in front of Sonny because Sonny wouldn't go to Akron. Sonny comes into the gym. They met beforehand in like the hotel cafe. Yeah. It's a great meeting. When LeBron and Gloria meet Sonny and Pam Vaccaro, there's an instant connection. They get along right away, and then that day, he plays in front of Sonny. And partway through the game... Sonny just walks out of the gym, doesn't say anything. People are thinking, oh, no, this is a disaster. He gets in a cab, hails it to the airport, and partway there, his wife is asking him, like, why aren't you talking, saying anything? And Sonny says, I've, I've never seen a player like that. I mean, that's a huge statement from the guy who signed Michael Jordan and then signed Kobe Bryant to major sneaker deals. It sets up this great fight between the big three sneaker companies, which Nike ultimately wins. And I love it when Sonny, knowing he's going to lose, tells LeBron, get as much money as you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's great stuff. Let's go to LeBron's idol, Michael Jordan, the first time they meet. Where is it? So uh, LeBron, it's offseason. LeBron's just finished his sophomore year of high school. He's playing in an AAU tournament in Chicago. He's got yeah. Maverick Carter with him. Yeah. And one of Michael's guys, keep in mind, Michael's in retirement at this point. He's not in the NBA. Right. One of Michael's guys approaches Maverick and LeBron during the AAU tournament, like in between games, and invites them to basically take a ride and go to see Michael's private gym, Hoops, in Chicago. Yeah. They go. They see it. It's, you know, it's, it's cool to go in. They see the weights that Michael uses. And the guy says to them, you guys should come back later this summer. Stay at my place. LeBron can work out of the gym for a few days. They have to ask their moms to get permission to go, which is telling a little bit about the character of LeBron and Maverick. Yeah. What they were like is they're kids. Yeah. And their moms are in their lives. Sure. This is a big deal. Their moms give them permission. They go back. And later that summer... And they work out, and, and LeBron does. At one, that chapter is called A Different Floor because at one point LeBron is invited to get on the floor mm -hmm. with players in the NBA, Jerry Stackhouse, Antoine Walker. These guys are big, long. Men. They're men. And when LeBron gets on the floor, it looks smaller, even though dimensionally it's not. And he plays that. He can't stop anybody on defense, but he can score. 
And the players all see that this... A sophomore. A sophomore can score against them. And he's a good passer. At the end of that day, they all leave and go home. LeBron, being LeBron, stays behind, cleans up the gym with the guy. They're leaving to go home. The next day, LeBron has to be in high school for his first day of his junior year. As he and Maverick are leaving, Michael pulls up in the red sports car and gets out. And it's the moment. It's like the kid meets the idol. The idol meets the future. And Michael invites him back inside. He doesn't give LeBron any advice, but he gives him his cell phone number. And to me, it's like this is the moment where the future and the past Michael doesn't give out his phone number. But he gives it to LeBron. And the next day, LeBron is his first day of his junior year of high school. Think about that. He goes to school with that number in his pocket. Why this is fascinating is because if you fast forward about five, six months, LeBron is going to meet Grant Wall from Sports Illustrated in the locker room at the high school. He doesn't know Grant Wall. Never seen him, never met him. Grant's not a big name yet at SI. He's got like 15 seconds to go up to LeBron, total stranger, and pitch him on cooperating with him on a feature story. He wants to profile him in the magazine. And I interviewed Grant about this. It's a wonderful story. He didn't know how to do it. And he finally just, he knew that LeBron and Maverick and another friend were going to Cleveland that night to watch Michael, who's now on the Wizards because he's come out of retirement, play the Cavaliers. He knows they have tickets and they're going. So he asks LeBron, would you let me drive you and your friends to the game? And LeBron's got to decide whether to get in the car with this stranger. That chapter's called Get in the Car. Mm -hmm. And he, without calling his mom, without calling the coach over, he has no adult that he turns to for advice. Within 30 seconds, he decides to trust Grant enough to get in his car. Mm -hmm. And they drive to Cleveland. And they get there, and that night, by now, six months after that initial meeting at Hoops Gym, Michael and LeBron have a relationship that's very different. It's more mature. Like when Michael comes up to LeBron after the game in the tunnel, he says to him, you know, where's your mom? How's she doing? He knows the family by now. The reason I think, and Grant Wall's jaw is just dropping. Like right. he's, this kid is a junior in high school right now, and he's carrying on with Michael Jordan like he knows him. Because he does. Yeah. And I think it's phenomenal because they're now going to call him the chosen one, the heir to Air Jordan yeah. in the magazine. It all started in a small private gym in Chicago. Um, there's been a couple of low points for LeBron. One, I think, is a little overstated, the decision, which they did give millions of dollars to a boys and girls club. But be that as it may, it was clumsy. Uh, by the way, that's the first chapter of his book, Jeff Benedict's book. It's a fascinating chapter. You get details you'll not get anywhere else. I mean, just just read chapter one, and that's the hook. You'll be <laughs> you'll be hooked. You'll read the rest of the book. Uh, but I, what I want to go to is when LeBron left Cleveland. Uh, they're burning. They're you know they're they're the decision. They're burning jerseys. So he goes to uh, Miami. Dan Gilbert pens a really incendiary letter, which Dan Gilbert later regrets. It's all emotion. It's juvenile for a billionaire. But I want to get past Miami. LeBron is willing and capable of putting it all aside four years later when Dan Gilbert comes, a mea culpa, to meet LeBron to get him back to Cleveland. 
I always thought that was remarkable. I don't know if I could have done a bygone to be bygones. I'm not a grudge holder, but that go back and read that letter. It's almost remarkable. It went public. Um, take me to that decision by LeBron to meet him and then choose to go back home. So a couple things. First of all, that's um, a screed that wasn't written with a pen. It was written with a blowtorch. I mean, he, he burned every bridge that LeBron had to Cleveland mm -hmm. when he wrote and said those things. And then to compound it, later that night, he actually then talked to a reporter from the Associated Press and went even further than what he said in his letter. So by the time LeBron lands in Miami at 2 or 3 in the morning, he knows everything that, that Gilbert has said about him. I interviewed a number of NBA executives who are still in the league today, so they didn't want to be named or quoted in the book. But what the consensus was, they were shocked, not so much that Gilbert felt the way he felt, but that he actually voiced it. I couldn't believe it. it, it that was the stunning thing because LeBron still had so long to go in his career. Like he's so he's 25 and at that point. And stayed in the East. Yes. He's going to have to go through LeBron. It, it was just remarkable. And then four years later, when LeBron decides to go back, by now his inner circle, Maverick, Rich Paul, these guys are a lot more sophisticated and grown up than they were even just four years earlier. They've learned a lot. Rich Paul does an incredible job here that he doesn't really get any credit for, but he was a navigator in this situation. Um, and to LeBron's credit, everyone around him doesn't want him to go back to Cleveland, and they don't really understand why he's willing to go back. Maverick wasn't excited about it. And LeBron is... This is where I think you see the, the LeBron that's now a fully formed man. And I, don't, I, don't, I mean that in, in multiple ways. Yes, as a player, but also as an adult, as a businessman, as a person who's capable of looking at the long game and the long haul, yeah. which so few athletes yeah. really are able to do in the moment. Yeah. LeBron has always had a long-term view of his career and the decisions he makes. The investment decisions he made with Warren Buffett's guidance in the beginning were long picture decisions, and he does it here. And when he agrees to pen an essay with Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated that yep. says, who am I to hold a grudge? That single sentence, you almost don't need to read the rest of that essay, <laughs> even though it's a fantastic essay, well penned, well thought out. But that single sentence that LeBron put his name to is, you just go, okay, the, the level of maturity that you're seeing here is just different. There isn't maturity like it in the NBA. Think about Pat Riley, who, who's finding out through a phone call that LeBron's not coming back. Riley's furious. I mean, he, this isn't good news. It's like we were going to win a lot more championships. They were primed to do it. They were built to do it. Riley would have spent even more money to get more role players. They could have just kept rolling. And it didn't make sense to, to Riley or anybody else why LeBron was doing this. He obviously wasn't motivated in that moment to catch Michael. 
he was driven by something else. Because if he just wanted to catch Michael and get six rings, we'll just stay in Miami. That's right. That's the easy path. Yes. It's all there. You're going. You're talking about going back to Cleveland, a team that stinks. Yes. I'm not saying they were kind of good. They stunk. Yeah. This is not a good team. Yeah, Kyrie Irving was viewed as a bust. They, they, Couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and he's going back there. But here was the difference. Now that he's won in Miami, this is like Tom Brady in 2007. After he's won three Super Bowls, why does Randy Moss go to New England? He goes to play with Tom. And LeBron does know when he goes to Cleveland, there's guys like Kevin Love who would never go to Cleveland, but he'd go to play with LeBron. He is a magnet for talent. He can get guys to go there, and he can take a guy like Kyrie Irving, and he can now be the statesman, the teacher, the guy with the young stars under right. his wing. And he does all those things. Yeah, I've always found it remarkable that if you're in the public spotlight, you could be a politician, you could be a talk show host, you could be a basketball player, um, you're going to step in it. Uh, you know, LeBron, you know, I, I, I didn't take much of it. His comments on China, you know, for conservatives, that's just, you know, red meat. They're going to go after that. <laughs> but by and large, uh, if you look at LeBron's childhood, uh, he has been it's, – it's really a remarkable American story that um, it's almost like uh, LeBron didn't have the cohesive family, so he is so loyal to it. Um, our, our, what is it about his personality that he doesn't seem um, – there's no FOMO. There's no fear of missing out with him. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of unique, right? I think so. And, when, you know, when I, was, when I was crafting the early chapters of the narrative, not, not later when he's in the NBA, but the right. – my favorite part of the whole book is the origin story. It's, the, it's writing the origin story because I kept trying to think of a comparison, a, fi a sports figure. Who, who do I compare him to? And I couldn't come up with anybody. The, the person I thought of the most was actually Alexander Hamilton, you know, an orphan, an immigrant yeah. who comes to America and ends up being George Washington's right-hand man. Like, that is so sounds so fictional, so made up, so unbelievable. But that's how LeBron's origin story is. I'm not suggesting that being the greatest basketball player in the world is on par with being a founding father. I'm not right. saying that. Right. I'm saying that if you look at the odds of LeBron James becoming one of the most respected, successful, known humans on earth, if you start where he started, that doesn't happen. And to maintain it, with very few missteps, virtually impossible. Yeah, virtually impossible. And I, th the worst thing that people say about him is the way, not that he went to Miami, but the way he announced That's it. That's right. But, you know, the benefit of time, if you step back from that, it's now yes. been 13 years. As a biographer, I look at that as, actually, <laughs> there was a lot of smart things that happened there. This is where he crosses over and really becomes interesting to the whole world. Prior to that, he was a great basketball player that everyone who follows basketball was interested in. After that, the whole world was interested in this guy. Also, after that, people started taking sides. Yes. Pro or anti-LeBron. And I've said this before, uh, you know, we romanticize JFK or Reagan. How would they have dealt with social media? Everybody great is now polarizing. Yes. There is no non-polarizing stars.
It doesn't exist anymore. No, it, but LeBron, LeBron made a decision, a conscious decision that Michael never made and Kobe didn't make, which is he decided to step into the political arena. Yeah. And to me, this is, again, as a biographer, a lot more interesting than basketball, is that for the first seven years of his career as a Cavalier, he was actually a lot like Michael in the sense that he did not step over the line right. into the political sphere. Basketball and shoes and fam. Yeah, yeah he, he stayed in the safe space. When yeah. he went to the Beijing Olympics and he was under tremendous scrutiny, Steven Spielberg and LeBron James were the two targets of the political activism campaigns to yeah. get them to speak out against China. Spielberg eventually stepped away. He was supposed to choreograph the opening ceremonies. The pressure got too much. He left. LeBron didn't leave, and then he got to Beijing, and he wouldn't speak out. Fast forward just a couple months. Barack Obama's running for president. It's the fall of 2008, and Jay-Z is doing three benefit concerts for Barack Obama, and the last one's in Cleveland. And LeBron decides to come. And he gets up on stage at the queue, a full house, and he tells everybody how important it is, uncles, aunts, moms, you got to vote, and he tells the arena who he's voting for, Barack Obama, and he also made a political contribution to his campaign. First time he'd ever done those things, and once Obama's in the White House, for eight years, LeBron is visiting the White House, not just when they win championships. He builds a relationship with Barack Obama. He learns from him from modeling, and during those eight years, you see LeBron really grow fast in being able to deal with things like gun violence, racism, mm -hmm. he, he is taking steps that are so affirmative that by the time Donald Trump comes around in 2016, he is a completely different person, way more. He, he's just so smart about how to deal with things. So when Trump is caught on tape saying these incredibly hideous things about women and how he treats them and what he gets away with, that things I can't even repeat on the air. Right. And that tape gets released right before his debate with Hillary Clinton. And Trump tries to dismiss it by saying, oh, that's just locker room talk. Yeah. That was his quote, locker room talk. LeBron is now the most visible athlete in the world. And he comes right out and says to the press, I have a mother-in-law. I have a wife. I have a mother. I have a daughter. We don't talk that way in the locker room. He never mentions his name. That, to me, was one of the most powerful statements. And if you need any evidence that this guy had the potential to go into politics and be a leader, it was right then. Yeah. You just knew if Trump gets elected, there's going to be a collision. Yeah, and, and by the way, it, he made a personal pivot. You, nothing would have seemed less likely than LeBron being front and center of politics seven years earlier. No. So uh, great stuff. Jeff Benedict, New York Times bestselling author. The new book is LeBron covering his life, childhood in Akron to becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. What a pleasure this has been. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. It's and been great. continued success. He's got the Tiger Woods book with Armand Contean, uh, the dynasty inside story of Robert Kraft and Brady. Go to Amazon. The book is called LeBron. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right 
with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great. But it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.